your island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero, on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back as we're moving right along now, as promised, on assignment on assignment in the ukraine and the surrounding countries is our own frank mckay a lot of people writing in after hearing frank actually frank started broadcasting uh on the ground uh from that in embattled area on friday he's been on mondays but on tuesdays actually on right now with us and we'll have to see what he has to say but i know a lot of you are writing in and wishing him best Many people say, I know Frank, and I know he's there, and I know he's doing the job that he believes in his own heart. Frank McKay, I want to ask you, how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? All of that. I, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I was a little under the weather yesterday. I was, uh, I was exhausted uh, yesterday when I was talking to you. I'm sorry. I abruptly got off. And, uh, I, you know, uh, today I, I felt pretty good. The, the, one, uh, the, the one caveat to that whole thing is uh is i've been in the ukraine for and in a whole different part of the ukraine i gotta look at a map but i i've just been driving blindly uh in the ukraine along the uh, along the uh, poland border and my wife said she was trying to call me the whole time she was freaking out my wife Kristen, and she uh she said all she kept getting is this russian message you know where i had no uh no reception and russian you know uh you know, some type of uh, Russian voice, or maybe Ukrainian. I don't know. We'll, we'll ask her. But um, it, it was uh, it, it was bizarre. And what I'm finding out more and more is how easy it is to get into the Ukraine, even by accident. Uh, I've you know originally uh, it was all about uh, getting over the crossings and everything. I, they they don't have the troops to uh, to uh, cover the uh, the crossings. They're not trying to keep people out the Ukraine. Uh, they're they're trying to keep people in, or guys that will fight for them uh, try to keep them in. Uh, but one, you know, a very interesting thing happened, and it seems to get dark early here. It always seems to be snowing in the Ukraine, and uh, and n never really sticking, but just bleak and snowy. The same thing with Poland and Romania and uh, Moldova. Uh, but I, I was driving, and I don't know if you've ever had the experience, or anybody's had the experience with a deer being in the road or worse if you're in Vermont, uh, a moose being in the road and the, the cars coming towards you are flashing their lights frantically to let you know, Hey, there's something there. Or maybe even, uh, you know, there's a cop ahead or something along those lines. Um, I got that, uh, to, uh, I got that today just uh, several hours ago in the Ukraine. And I'm always assuming that there's no action, that there's no action where I am because I'm hugging the borders for the most part. But this time I didn't uh, because it was just, uh, I went in there blindly and I had no idea how, I, when you drive for two hours, God knows where you are. And what I, what I decided I would do, right now I'm doing basically the same thing, but I'm in, I'm in Poland and I know, I'm in, I know I'm in Poland. But earlier when I was in the Ukraine, um, I, I would stop every once in a while and I'd roll down the window and I'm trying to listen to see if I hear anything. I guess, you know, bombing or if I hear uh, jets or, or some kind of uh, foreign sound out there. Um, and, and I did. I heard, you know, I heard this siren. So as I'm uh, going towards it, and it was very faint, and I got, even got like a little video, I think it, it showed up on the video, but uh, while it was going on, and as I'm uh, approaching where I thought it was getting closer, 
people are flashing their lights at me and they're waving to, to turn around. This just happened, I, I think, two hours ago. So I, you know, I, I, I got a little freaked out and I, I, I followed them rather than kind of following the, the siren. And, uh, and I pulled over and I waved somebody down that was coming afterwards. And, and they said, what is it? And I said, uh, I said, well, what's going on up there? And he said, probably rumors. And I and he spoke broken English and a Ukrainian guy. I said, uh, room, the siren. He said, yes, yes, the siren. He said, when they hear rumors, they put on the, they put on the siren. So I guess rumors meaning, I, you know, and again, I'm, you know, he, he, he didn't have much time to explain to me. I guess rumors that somebody was coming in there, Russians were coming, or that uh, some, something was going to be bombed. Uh, but it was clearly sirens. And uh, like an air raid siren, an old, uh, you know, fashion air raid siren. And, uh, you know, I, I did, I, if I didn't get flashed with the lights, I would have, I would have continued to get at least a little closer to kind of see what was happening. Um, I, you know, I haven't seen any lights, but I, you know, it's pitch black. Even right now, where I am here, there's no street lights, and I'm just kind of on a rural road, and, and it's very much what it's like on the, uh, on the Ukraine side. Uh, it's, it's eerie. I mean, it's, it's uh, pitch black. Uh, there's animals around here, especially the area of the Ukraine that I was in. Uh, according to somebody that I was speaking to, uh, a guy named Peter, who you know, hopefully uh, I'll, I'll be able to keep in touch with, spoke very good English. Um, I, I said, "What what do you have out here? What, you know, wild animal life?" And he said, um, "He said everything. He said we have wolves, we have bear, and we have lynx." And he named those three animals. And uh, the reason it's good to know that is, uh, you know, I, I, from time to time I'll I'll pull over and go in the back of my car, you know, and maybe I'm going to be uh, a little uh, more careful if I'm in that, that kind of area, knowing there's, there's uh, you know, potential predators there and, um, uh, you know, in, in that sense, animal predators. Uh, so it was just kind of a little, uh, you know, funny little, uh, funny little note. The other thing is that we had booked an Airbnb for me uh, right on the Ukrainian border. And it's, uh, it, I was just, I, I was there and that's how I ended up on this odyssey. And when I, uh, when I went there, uh, guy told me that, you know, he pointed to a house. He said, that's Ukraine. He said, that's Polina, you know, I mean, Poland. And he said, that's Ukraine. Uh, you know, Ukraine. They say Ukraine, that's, uh, Polina. And, uh, so, so literally half the block is on, uh, is, is in Poland and half the block is in, uh, the Ukraine. It's, it's almost like half, half of Man you know, block could be in Manaville and the other could be in Eastport or, you know, whatever. But it's, uh, it's the same thing with the country. And there's no welcome to Ukraine, no welcome uh, to, to Poland. Uh, it, it, it's simply that close. And uh, it, you could easily get lost with what's going. And, and, and you know, I, quite frankly, uh, yeah, it was a little, today was a little more nerve-wracking. I mean, it's not. What about uh, just the, the the way of living? I mean, you, you keep thinking that how could they even have their gasoline stations being open with so many people leaving the Ukraine? It's up to almost three million refugees. You must be running across them all over the place, crossing into Bulgaria, Romania, Poland, and so on. Many of them are driving their own personal vehicles. Are the gas stations open? Uh, yeah, the gas stations are open, and they're you know they're fairly reasonable. I mean, I, maybe I'm not paying attention. Uh, and the exchange uh, situation, I use a credit card, and it just uh, automatically converts it uh, for me. Um, but uh, it's it's been fairly uh, it's been fairly uh, credible, and it's, uh, gas has been uh, pretty much easy to easy to get 
at, at any time I want it. You know, I, by the way, the gas station is a little few and far between, but you, you touched on something. And, and last night, I, I called you last night when I was crossing into the, uh, to Ukraine, but uh, that was through a border crossing, if I remember correctly, right? There was a border crossing and got and just waved me through. That uh, conversation last night. Um, I remember that. Do we still have you, Frank? I know it's got to be difficult uh, getting cellular service. I think we lost hey, Frank. Hey. Yeah, yeah. I think we got you back. I thought I'm gonna pull off. Okay, okay. Yeah, very, very difficult to get uh, clear service. I know the major networks are having the same problems that we're having right now uh, because uh, we can't put anything past. I mean, the Russians doing anything they could to destroy cell towers and uh, communications and so on. Are you with us, Frank? Oh, I think we lost Frank. We'll wait for Frank to call back. Um, getting a vivid uh, description of what, what Frank is talking about and what's happening over there is really uh, you know, something that uh, is almost invaluable. And we're lucky here at LA News Radio to get these firsthand uh, accounts of this. And I had said this yesterday that um, there, I think Frank McKay is probably the only Long Island journalist that's on the ground. The major networks are all there, and we're seeing the work that they're doing phenomenal work, fantastic work. But to get a, a firsthand uh, viewing, of what's taking place, whether it's uh, the gas stations or whether it's the uh, uh, the the infrastructure, of what's taking place right now, and what people are telling him, uh, the way in which people are greeting anybody that's not uh, from the Ukraine, uh, that's actually a journalist or an American or or, or what have you, and uh, getting that perspective from Frank. I know when Frank filed his report with us on, uh, I believe it was Tuesday or Monday. Uh, he just uh, felt it was um, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to see people that were living a normal life and that were doing well for themselves and that placed themselves right in the middle of all this. Um, I don't know if we're going to get Frank back. Oh, I think he is. Uh, let's see right now if uh, if we're getting him back right now. I know we're seeing a call come in. Again, very difficult situation uh, to try to establish the uh, connections that we are right now. And let me see if we have Frank back. I think we got him back here. Uh, yes, we do. We got Frank back. Frank, do we have you back? Yeah, I, I hope I, I... I just pulled over. Hopefully the folks will uh, will not think I'm doing anything strange. Yeah, I, we're I, just like, explaining how uh, difficult it is. Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead. Yeah, every, everyone's been been great. I, I misjudged what, what this would be like. I thought there would be... And maybe it's too early in the, the war process for uh, desperation or whatever to, to set in. And, and of course... Um, you know, a lot of the people that I'm I'm talking to aren't actively involved in the war yet, except for the uh, the infusion of of uh, refugees that are that are going on. But I wanted to say something that you touched on uh, about so many people fleeing. Uh, as I was driving, and this is last night, and uh, and also today, as I'm driving through the Ukraine, um, there are whole blocks that look like ghost towns, like all the lights are out and then every once in a while there'll be like a, a lone light on in, in a house and i just noticed that before too and that's an eerie feeling and, and that's that's the uh, indication of, of refugees uh leaving and um and uh, you know the men fighting i i don't know if, if i don't know if i told you the the little boy crying on the line story if i did stop me so i don't repeat myself but it was the one moment of levity. Did, did I mention this little story 
where little kids yeah, be, having a right because uh, yeah, I think uh, his toy car or, or something like that. He yeah, lost it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the guys basically said, uh, you, you know, the guy screamed out, uh, "You you should see the two big cars." I'll show you the two big cars I lost. But it's yeah. it's true. Like people are just leaving their possessions behind. And, uh, you know, I'm sure everything's going to be looted by the Russians once they, uh, once they come in and, um, uh, and, and everything else. But it's just, it's house after house after house after house. And it's, um, you know, I mean, it's either completely depressing, uh, if, you, if you think of it that way, or, and it's, it's eerie in another way. It's, uh, it's, you know, like a bomb is hit, so to speak. But it's war. I mean, this is, this is what war does. The houses are intact. The houses that I saw, I don't see any shelling. And, and again, just so everyone understands, I haven't seen any uh, other than the refugees and, and uh, increased soldier um, uh, activity and all of that. The uh, you know the, the real uh, the real uh, situation of of the war, the the heavy stuff. I just haven't seen that. Right? I haven't seen casualties. I haven't seen people fighting uh, back and forth. Um, someone said, if I get to Belarus, Belarus, I'll be able to see Russian troops. And, uh, <clears throat> if my wife's listening now, she's having a heart attack with me saying that, but, uh, the Belarusians are, are the only ones on Putin's side. Uh, quick point too earlier. Uh, I, I'm, I'm near this town. I'm not that far from this town right now. Uh, but there's a, a major train station and it, uh, I'm basically, um, setting up shop, you know, well, I was supposed to be today. Uh, tomorrow and uh, and the next day, and I'm just going to uh, solidify some interviews here with the uh, with the refugees. Uh, but there was there was activity this morning, and again, I want to you know I want to just make sure everyone knows the difference between activity and action. Action is what I haven't seen, and that's uh, when when we talk action, that's uh, you know Russians shooting at uh, at people or dropping bombs. I haven't seen me. I haven't seen any of that yet. I haven't seen any of it. And, you know, in some ways, I hope I don't. Um, as far as this morning, uh, there was a big to do. And, and if, if people listen to Jay's show, maybe, maybe he'll replay it later. But it was, uh, it was, I was watching a pretty dramatic uh, situation unfold. And, uh, and uh, it, it, there were soldiers and there were cops in constant movement, movement by, this, uh, by this train station. And uh, there's tons of refugees there. And I'll, I'll cut to the chase, and if anybody wants to hear it, maybe Jay's playing it later uh, today, and, and I give a, uh, an explanation of what happened, but I'll give you the short version. Um, uh, three guys from Belarus, uh, Belarus nationals, um, were, were among, and I, I assume they were either traveling back at the train station or traveling uh, to uh, this part of Poland from Belarus, and uh, they, they got into a verbal confrontation there were three guys i only saw one of the guys uh any they, they roughed him up the uh the cops and the soldiers <laughs> uh actually those were the cops uh, they they kind of roughed them up and it sounds like uh, justifiably but they were pro uh what i found out is they, they were pro-russian uh B- belarusians and um and i guess they were according to the people that i was talking to which were very they're very biased obviously that poll and they're, they're biased against the Russians, and they're biased uh, in favor, of course, of the Ukrainians, and they're sympathetic there. And uh, a newspaper uh, guy that works at the newspaper stand there and a cigarette stand was explaining to me what, um, what, was, go- uh, what was going on 
and, and he laid it out, and, and uh, he said, so they're arresting uh, these three guys. And I said, well, I saw the one guy. I saw what happened to him, and he said, yeah, he said he deserved it. And, you know, in a heavy, broken accent, he said he was pushing over old ladies and he was stepping on, uh, on children and all this. And, and something tells me he was, uh, you know, he was exaggerating how bad these guys were. But I, I am, and by the way, what originally brought me back to the train station to kind of follow the action going on is uh, uh, these, these ground troops started moving tremendously fast. And, and it was such a commotion. And if you hear the Jay show, uh, I, you know, I, I'm dying to hear it too. To see what I sounded like, what it sounded like. Um, they were, they were clearly going after someone. They were, they were trying to find somebody. And I didn't know whether it was a military thing. I said to Jay, it could be a purse snatching for all I, all I know. But I assume that were the other two guys. Those were the other two guys that took off. And, uh, and the one friend was left at the, uh, at the train station. But basically I, I, I liken it to now that I know what it's done, like, a, you know, a fight at either a protest or a fight at a, uh, a football game, you know, you know, people are giving their opinions too loud. And uh, these guys apparently were giving their opinions very loud in front of a lot of refugees and mostly women and children. And, uh, you know, I guess somebody, uh, somebody took uh, high offense to it. Uh, and I said to the guy that, that worked at the newspaper stand who was explaining it to me, I said, um, I said that uh, they were they were pro-Russian. It's a pro-Russian, pro-Putin, everything. They love Putin. They love uh, whatever. And he said, and uh, he said everyone's had it. No one wants to hear it anymore. And and uh, it's at what's end. And, and I also noticed in here, and I know you know you're coming up on the on the break, um, but I, I uh, also noticed there was high tension. This is this is the most tension that I felt over here, and you can see it in the military movement that the Polish troops. Um, how, how quickly they were moving, and they seemed to be chasing down not only that one spot and other spots, and, and I'm pretty sure it's individual and crowd control, and, and the police are kind of uh, uh, working double time. And then you see, I, and, and let me just say this before I go, and, and I was going to make the point with Jay, and I never got to. Uh, the one section um, that I was in of this town uh, it almost reminds me of downtown Bayshore, kind of like that, not exactly an older-looking and all, imagine downtown Bayshore having soldiers on both sides, you know, and, and they're hanging out, smoking cigarettes. They're not all, you know, like uh, intense or whatever, but it, it's very telling that everywhere you go on that main street, um, that there are soldiers hanging out. And then there are cops in fluorescent vests, and they're kind of working in uh, accordance with each other. But uh, this is the most tense that I've seen. And a cop, and I'll, I'll make it my last point a cop that I fortunately ran into before I saw, uh, before I spoke to Jay one last time uh, to explain what had happened. Uh, a cop in this, uh, in this store had said to me, um, I said, uh, you know, they, they arrested the Belarus. He said, three, three. So it backed up what the guy said that there were three of them. And he says every day it's uh, Belarus, Belarus. So uh, I think there's a lot of tension between Belarus nationals and, and the Poles that are on the border we're getting close to the border with them. I mean, amazing. I'll tell you, I'm hanging on every word. I know many of our listeners are also. Uh, we'll hope to talk to you again tomorrow. Please be safe. A lot of people are texting me uh, that to tell you to please be safe. You're doing a phenomenal job. Once again, Frank McKay calling in from the Ukraine, Polish, Bulgaria, Romania border and giving us a, a first-hand account. Frank, be safe, my friend. Thank you, Tom. Okay, 2 o'clock hours upon us.
Frank McKay is actually coming up next on his recorded program. I'm Tom Shalero. Thanks for joining us today. Everybody have a good day, safe day, happy day. See you all tomorrow.